Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I wanted to ask you and pull back the curtain on some of the things you've seen in your career based on these two situations. So let's start with Bruins Panthers and kind of a, a cheapy by Kachuk. Boy, that Kachuk family, man. They're living up yeah, to that. Don't, don't, that don't call that a cheapy. You know what? Dirty? When guys do that, when they do that all the time, yeah. it's not cheapy. It's, it's some kind of uncanny knack for the moment. And no, no, I was see- talking. I'm talking about, I'm sorry. I'm talking about the cross check, not the overtime goal. Oh, I thought you meant the goal. No, he's oh. a terrific player. I, I'm sorry. I should have clarified. No, I was talking about, uh, you're right. Yeah. I mean, kudos to Florida. Kudos. I mean, going into Boston and taking that thing to a game six. That's absolutely amazing. I was talking about the other night when he did the cross check in that sensitive area where there isn't a lot of padding and all Mark wanted to drop with him. And my question to you was, in your career, A, was there a goalie that you played with that was ready to drop the mitts? And is it a unspoken rule where the goalie is not allowed to drop mitts? Yeah. Well, no. <clears throat> there's not. Jesus, just ask Doug Armstrong in, in St. Louis and Bennington. He, try, <laughs> he tries to fight somebody every third game. And he's become a distraction, I believe, to their team. But anyway, um, yeah, well, <clears throat> Eddie started shit all the time. You know what I mean? Like, but that was Eddie's crease. And Eddie knew that there were people around him that, but Eddie didn't need any protection. He didn't want any protection. We knew that, you know, Eddie's going to, I remember on uh, one of the guys from Detroit, you know, he got him from behind, you know, right in the jewels and, in a car. but, and you watch it and you go, Oh no, here we go now, Ed. I mean, <clears throat> so I think it was Marty LaPointe and, but anyway, um, but that, but from the, from the player standpoint, and from Allmark and Kachuk, that, that's you're down three games to one. You're down two games to nothing, three nothing. He comes from a family. He comes from a father that played the same way, was an unbelievable player, 
hard to play against did the same kind of things, but those players know that there are certain times during, especially playoffs, there are certain times during certain game, you, you have to turn it. You, you have to find a way to stir the pot. And, and that's, that's what Kachuk understands that they both understand that the kid in Ottawa, the brother in Ottawa understands it. The, the dad understands the dad's the one that came out and publicly said something about the Florida Panthers. Like, I don't know, they must've had 10, 15 games to go in the season. Just you can't play soft. Like they do. They're just too soft to play against. Next thing, you know, they rattle off 13 and two because the old man said something and, you know, it came from the outside, but because it's, you know, a, a famous player, um it turned whether that turned their team around who knows but they're in the playoffs but that particular moment stir the pot get that i mean get their best players off balance somehow i mean allmark's gonna win the you know he's gonna be the best goaltender in the year in the league this year i mean jesus <laughs> he had 65 wins okay and and he's made some unbelievable has he been as good maybe not as some of the games in the regular season but even still look at now now they feel that they're in it they're going back to florida for what game six is it you know, they're down three yeah. games to two. Yeah. I mean, so, Florida's pushing them more than a lot of people thought. Exactly. Exactly right. And so they're, what, what's the what's the worst thing that could happen? We lose four games to one? Yeah. You know, so stir the pot, and then who comes and scores the goal? Kachuk. Yeah, absolutely. You know, overtime goal. You know, like I said, those, those, those kind of players just have it for big moments. But Kachuk is different, right? He He's a guy that he plays on both sides of the puck. He, he's an, he's an agitator. He's a goal scorer. He, he chews on his mouthpiece and he pisses you off when he just stares at you. <laughs> he knows when to, and when not to, you know, I mean, he can, he can still stir the pot. And in my opinion is he's probably the same kind of guy that will take a punch and, and probably spear somebody really sneaky, but he'll spear the right guy that knows that they're going to flip out and they're going to take a punch and he'll take that punch. And then they'll be on the power play. Then he'll probably score the power play goal. Yeah. Those guys just, they just have it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, ironically, uh, Keith, his father, born in Massachusetts and attended Boston University. So a lot of Massachusetts ties with the Kachuk family. So just wanted to uh, bring that up. The other one was the Seattle-Colorado series, which is currently 3-2 Seattle. And the Kale McCarr hit on McCann well away from the puck going into the stands. And McCarr was suspended for one game. My question to you is, if his last name was not McCarr, would it be more than one game? And the other thing is, is when you see one of their stars doing that as a guy on the bench, is it playoff hockey so retribution can't happen or... And I know it's a different game now, Craig, but I just, I don't know. I mean, it's like you took out Seattle's best player, just similar to what the Wild did to Pavelski. Does that happen next year? I mean, take us inside the locker room. Is the room upset at a guy like Makara? Are they upset that it's just one game when McCann looks like he can be out for several games? You know, take us in the mindset, or is it just, hey, we got to play? Are you talking about his own teammates upset or are you talking about the opponent? I'm talking about, I'm talking about Seattle. Cause if I was a Seattle yeah. fan, I mean, I just, and if I'm the Seattle, you know, I mean, that's their best player. And to me, it's like, I understand the Pavelski hit was bad, but at least that was, you know, kind of during, you know, it was during play. Uh, 
I don't understand why McCarr drove him into the boards like that. I, I will tell you, I'll give you my opinion. I don't, <clears throat> again, without, it's so easy to, to watch it on TV and, and see a lot of things. When that puck went off the net or off the goalie or whatever it was, I don't know if McCarr actually saw it go out of play. Okay. I don't think he knew where the puck was. He's not a dirty player. We know that. And I will say the whistle did not blow either. So that's a key. Exactly. And what I, what I would, and he was kind of turning at the same time. And he, I mean, obviously he spotted him. He's coming in. He's skating into Makar in a way. They're both kind of going in the same direction there. I just think that he doesn't know where the puck is. He doesn't know the pucks out of play. That's my opinion. I, I don't, I have no clue, but I don't even know if he meant to, he understood how hard he actually hit him. But on the other side, the player probably knows that the puck went out of play. He's seeing that it's Makar. He knows he's not a dirty player. He knows the puck's out of play. He assumes Makar thinks the puck's out of play. Why would he even hit him at that moment? I think if it's a different defenseman, your, your antennas are always up. But with Kale Makar, I don't think so. And I, I just, I just wonder, I, I have no idea if it was part of his hearing, what, what his reasoning was, um, because obviously he gets to tell his side of the story. Um, I don't know what it was, but I just look and I just wonder when you're, when you're going and you're going full speed and there's a shot, you don't see where the puck goes. Sometimes you kind of, you always have to assume it's still in play and there, this is my guy. Does he have the puck or, I mean, but if, now again, if he saw it go out of play and he still finishes his check, yeah, I, you know, of, of course. But but again, from the from the Seattle standpoint, it's no different than the Pavelski hit. You get the license plate number, and you may not get a chance to get back to at Makar until next year. But the first and the first and most important way to get back at Makar, to get back at Dumba, to get back at Felino, is to win the series. Let shake their hands tonight. That's the best way to get back at Felino tonight for, for the hits. That's the best way to get back at Dumba. And you know what? Then maybe next year when you're down by two or three goals in a regular and game 10, and, you know, maybe that's the time that you take out the full punishment on Dumba. I'm just saying that at this time of the year, they know what's on the line. That, that trophy is more important than retribution right now. And the first guys to say it, well, the players that got injured, I will promise that Joe Pavelski is not pouting because somebody didn't go and beat the hell out of Dumba yet. He wants to play in the next round or in, or, or tomorrow night or game seven, whatever it may be. So that's, that's the biggest way you get back at guys in the playoffs, because the last thing you want that to do is be chasing this guy around, take dumb penalties on him throughout the series, and then let the other team light you up on their power play. Was there ever Shake a get him later? Was there ever a guy in the handshake line that it got ugly, or is at that point it's past? <laughs> no, you know what? I don't even. I can't really remember. I'm sure there was something at at the end of the series, but for the most part, I you know, especially for guys that've been around, we get it. We we understand. I mean, even in regular season games, sometimes I mean, you, you get it. I mean, you you understand the player. You know the player. You know what the players are about. But especially in the playoffs, especially if you're on the winning side, you're just you're better. You just smile at them. They're going home. You're going on. You still you're still in it. You still have an opportunity. To, you got a bigger chance right now to get what they wanted 
because they're going to go home and they're going to have to watch you on TV. And so that that's that's what I mean. But there there will there will come a time. Dumbo will get his, you know, one way or another. I'm I'm sure he will. Um, you know, and and you, there might be. I mean, back back you know years ago, you you may get your first game against that particular. Let's just say a Dumbo like player that that happened in a in a game, and you get back to next season and you play them in game seven of the regular season that you haven't even played ten games yet, and all of a sudden some monster gets called up from the minors <laughs> you're like uh oh you know so <clears throat> but you know again th- th- those those times have changed and, and again i you know I, i'm yes it was a it was a it was a major collision but i'm telling you if if dumbo was on your team next year not that he would be but i'd like him as a player i i would i would want him to play that way on my team and especially i mean i'm not talking about joe or anybody else i'm just talking about those kind of players they're supposed to be hard. There's a reason him and Brodeen are, are playing against, you know, Robertson and, and Hintz and things like that. I mean, they're doing a good job five on five. Those guys haven't, I mean, I don't know if Robo's got a point five on five right now. All of his points have come on the power play. So, you know, you come into a series and you're going, Jesus, Hintz and Robertson and Pavelski. That's what this team is all about. That's their MO right there. Those are the guys we got to shut down. Well, obviously that they've done it to this point against Joe, They've done a pretty good job uh, against Robo, not on the power play, though. I mean, I think, well, he's, I don't know how many points he's got, five or six, and they've all come on the power play. Now, Hintz is another story. Yeah. Hintz has taken, taken his game. I mean, it's five on five, four on five, five on four. Uh, he, he, is, he has been magnificent in, in, in this first six games, five games. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Where will Craig be watching the game tomorrow night? Someplace. I okay. I will be um I will be somewhere in a All corner. Right. I'll be in a little corner somewhere um watching the game. I saw yesterday that it's a 8:30 game again. So yeah. that's right that's right in my wheelhouse. I know. I know. A couple of frosties, will a couple of frosties, you know, you're just a, you know, a phone call away from joining Sean and I after the game. Uh, why, where are you guys going to be here? <laughs> we do a post game after every game. Oh God. <laughs> I'm sure that's riveting. <laughs> it is man. It's great. Oh boy. So, right, make sure everybody listen. You make, don't miss, don't miss the post game. <laughs> don't miss that post game show. We, we break down the, yeah, we break it down. I mean, it's, it's, it's the podcast. We don't do it live on the air. I'm sure you but, do. Yeah. Sure, it's, uh, like I said, it's probably a can't miss. Don't miss this one. <laughs>
But you should join us sometime. Sean's a big fan of yours. He likes you. I like Sean, too. I'm not speaking about him. (laughs) Uh, I remember, yeah, I took one day off from this podcast, and you and Sean did it together, and it was like buddy-buddy, man. And I just sat there, and the jealousy on me just, just grew as the podcast went along. No, no, we we were we were missing you. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, you are a beast, and thank you for the defenseman and former player point of view. And I love the education that you gave to all of us today regarding the two on one breakouts, the knee on knee collision, and various things, and uh, as well as your coaching point of view as well. You're appreciated, Mr. Ludwig, and thank you for joining us as always. Anytime, Gavin Spittle, it's always a slice. <laughs> and that's going to slice do- with spittle. Yeah, there you go. Hey, it's a golf podcast I should do, right? A slice with spittle. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and we will be on uh, uh, after the game. So um, be early Saturday morning or Saturday. Check out the new podcast of Spits and Suds. But uh, really spread the word on this one because Craig did a deep dive and gave a nice preview for game six. So excited uh, to see what happens. Stars fans. That's going to do it for spits and suds. Have a great day, everyone.